Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Social Circus. This week, I am so thrilled to be joined by another Sarah. We're always the best types of people with the name Sarah. So welcome to uh, Sarah from SJM Styling. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. How are you? <laughs> I'm so well. Before we hit record so everyone knows, we were having a little giggle because SJM is Sarah Jane, and I was making a joke about how much I wanted to be Sarah Jane when I was growing up, and the other Sarah was not enthused about that, were you? <laughs> Well, I think because uh, I've never watched a Doctor Who program in my life, which I know <laughs> I make is appalls you. Um, I was Sarah Jane was what I used to get called when I was naughty. You know, like your mum oh, used to use yes. Sarah Jane when you were really naughty, mm-hmm. and then just fluffy Sarah when you were being a very good girl. So I got oh. called Sarah Jane a lot. Oh, I love it. I love it. So Sarah, I'm so excited to have you on today because we're talking about confidence and styling and showing up as your best self, which is something I think as women, we struggle with so much, but I want to start with, um, tell me a little bit about how you started your business in styling and tell us how you got started in that. Um, Okay. Thank you. I'll start with um, me as a human. Yes. Um, My desire in life is to make everyone happy. So whether that was I was a teenager all the way through school, university, and I just naturally gravitate towards helping humans be their best selves. Love it. Um, My driver to get into personal styling was I've kind of done it naturally all of my life. You know, I was the one that friends would say, what goes with what? I'm always was the friend who didn't matter whether I was going to the beach, whether I was going to the supermarket or I was going out to dinner, I always dressed. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean makeup and all those sorts of things, but I always put a little outfit together. So uh, I am a marketing manager by trade and decided I was going to follow my heart and in 2019 did a personal styling course at the Australian Style Institute based in Melbourne. Yeah. Five very long days they were amazing and so that's what led me to my styling to becoming a personal stylist was wanting to be able to help more women and men but mainly women um just find their confidence through clothes and present themselves to the world how they want to be seen yeah and through that finding the confidence to just love themselves and to me that then makes life so much easier Oh, it really does. And and yeah. I, I want you to share with everyone because it's such a beautiful story. And I um and obviously for those listeners, um, Sarah's actually a friend of mine. I know her personally in IRLs, so in real life. And she is everything that she says she is. She's one of those people that just lights up a room and brings joy to everybody. So um SJM has a special meaning, doesn't it? Well, SJM is my initial, Sarah Jane McLeod. But more importantly, when I was deciding on the name for my business. Um, it represents I want to bring sparkle, joy and magic to your world through clothes. I love that. (laughs) And I think that just emulates everything that I want to share with the humans in the world um, because I think the more sparkle in the world, the happier everyone is. Oh, absolutely. I love that, Sarah. So good. So you you started in 2019, which we all know is (laughs) pre-dreaded C word, isn't it? So how was that? (laughs) 
Shut up and talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Look, that was um do you know it that was interesting, let's just say. Obviously, I wasn't allowed in people's homes. Um, I couldn't go shopping. So let's just say that put a bit of a dampener on it for probably a year there. Yes. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. and probably maybe made some of my plans went a bit skew with. Yes. Um, but definitely, um, I guess after when Perth became more freedom, we'll call it, um, it sort of just took off from there. And brilliant. You know, a lot of people will ask me, oh, who, you know, the first thing, there's two things that people say when they first meet me and I say I'm a personal stylist. Number yes. one is, please don't look at what I'm wearing today. I didn't put any thought into it. So number <laughs> I'm going to say 99% of people that I say I'm a personal stylist, that's the first thing they say to me. Oh, gosh, don't look at this. This is like my oldest pair of jeans and I didn't think about it when I got dressed this morning. And I just turn around and go, I don't judge anyone. I make no judgment on what you're wearing, especially if I'm meeting you out and about with no no purpose to our meeting. Mm. The second thing they say is, oh, that's just for the rich people. Oh, I know. And I turn around and say, I've worked with women from all walks of life and a few men from all walks of life. And the common denominator for everyone is that they want to find themselves and present who they want to be to the world. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so, and so with that in mind, because I, I think there is still that conception that or misconception that uh, if I work with a stylist like you, then you go out and we've got to spend like tens of thousands of dollars and I get this whole new wardrobe. And that feels uh, exciting, but at the same time, super terrifying. So that's actually not really how it works, is it? No, and look, like everything. Well, you, you can do that, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm very happy to help you do that. I probably, how we'd do that would be unique. I probably, um, and every stylist is different, but my driver is to work with what you have first. And mm-hmm. so many women think they've got nothing in their wardrobe. Or they say, I have a wardrobe chocker block full of everything and I can never find anything to wear. Wow. So I go into the wardrobe and find magic. Now, for example, if I think about some of the clients I've worked with who have said to me, I've got nothing in my wardrobe, Sarah, you're going to come and and you're not going to find very much at all. And I come away and we've created about 50 outfits from their wardrobe with a couple of maybe key pieces that I bring along in my little secret suitcase. Um, Some of the foundation pieces that are often missing in a wardrobe. But... um, my preference is to start in the wardrobe. Now, I do have a shopping package and all those things, but in the wardrobe is where we really, I really um, am able to help my clients understand how they want to present themselves to the world and how their current wardrobe can help them do that. Mm. Keep in mind that I start any anything that I do with my clients. We have a style consult first. Right. So that is just myself and my client. Lots of questions that I've got that help pull out because a lot of clients say to me, oh, I don't know what I like or oh, that's not going to look good on me and that doesn't look good on me and I love this but I know it would never work on me. And so it's helping my clients understand what it is that they really love and what how they want to dress Aww. and how they want to present themselves. And I just do that through it's a conversation and it just naturally flows out of the client. I my skill set is then I take all that knowledge that I've gathered into the wardrobe with us. 
Right. And so the other thing lots of clients think is that I'm going to come into your wardrobe and I'm going to get rid of everything and I'm going to tell you what to wear and I'm going to tell you what to wear that's just like what I want to wear. What I wear is my style and in no way, shape or form is it your style, Sarah, for example. Yes. So I would be coming into your wardrobe to help you find what is your style and how do you want to dress. Yeah. And my skill set is my eye for, oh, look at all those tricks. Look at all that magic I can yes. see in your wardrobe. Amazing. Along yes. with helping you let go of some things that maybe aren't serving your body right. Yeah. And I'm imagining that um, there's a lot of women, and I know that um, I've, I've been through this myself, particularly once you've had children and you just get lost in wearing clothes. Like uh, I used to wear a lot of black tops because I had a really vomit kid, and <laughs> which is really practical. And then you kind of lose your sense of what's my style? What do I like to wear? Am I too old? Like I wear headbands a lot. Am I too old to wear headbands? I don't actually care if I am. But, and so I'm imagining a lot of women listening to this right now are going, well, I actually have no idea what my personal style is. What if I tell her I have no idea? I mean, is that embarrassing? I think uh, there's a few people that would feel like that. Yeah, lots of women that feel embarrassed. And I try and say you should never feel embarrassed because you don't know your style because actually you do. It's just that you've never been asked or never, it's never, no one's helped you understand it. Yes. That makes sense. So yes. Um, you might not be able to stay any, let's take me for example, some days, and I know because you know me, you'll understand this. Some days I'm wild and crazy and boho. Other days I'm wearing a powder blue uh, linen suit. Um, and then other days I've got high heels and, um, a dress on, you know, corporate style dress. So my style, someone would say, but what's your style? And I'm just saying my style is eclectic, but that's my description of what my style mm. is. Yeah, you would call your style eclectic, but you but, but my version of that totally different to my, and so no, there's no wrong or right. Is that yes. sure? so many women, so many clients come to me and think there's a wrong and right. Yes, and just because you don't know what your style is doesn't mean that you're wrong. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, lots of women, exactly what you've just said, have children. Suddenly, they're just wearing leggings and big baggy t-shirts or oversized jumpers and they're like I don't even know who I am under here anymore mm. and I feel invisible and I don't want to feel invisible anymore but then there's quite a scary jump from this is what I wear every day like pull on the leggings and the top mm -hmm. to now what do I pull on and not feel strange Little tip, our brains are geared to fight or flight. So they're geared to look after us. Yeah. Sometimes it works against us because when our brain is so used to seeing us in the same, let's call it the uniform, mm -hmm. okay, and then we go and try something on that's different, our brain instantly goes, danger, it's not the same, that's very, very different. We interpret that wow. as bad. But it's just it's just a change. It's just different. But our natural as as females is to turn that into, oh, it looks bad. Wow. So we then throw it on the bed, 
And then there's another outfit comes out. And so by the end of it, you've got seven or eight or nine outfits on the bed and you ended up back in the uniform that you always wear every day because then your brain goes, I'm protecting you. This is what we always wear. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've never thought of it like that because I actually do wear a uniform, as you can, if anyone's watching this <laughs> on YouTube but other than podcasts, I actually wear a uniform and I wear a uniform intentionally because um, I deliberately chose a uniform that looks because you can only ever see me from like chest shot up. Mm. And um, I like to use like a, when I'm at home and I'm working in front of the screen, I like to minimize how many decisions I have to make in the morning so I can get in with my day. You know, that whole, um, you know, all those big like um, turtleneck wearing entrepreneurs that do that. I'm like, I should do that. I'm just going to have a uniform. So that when I'm at home, I just choose a uniform um, that makes it really easy. But then when I go out in the weekend, I'm, I actually like dressing differently then because I'm like, no, I don't want to wear those things that I wear all the time. So I, my brain's kind of learned to have a bit more fun with it, but it is hard, isn't it? So mm. um, I want to go. Sometimes <laughs> our uniform doesn't make us feel good about mm. ourselves. Right. My driver is how do your clothes make you feel? Yeah, they're making you feel less than fabulous. Yeah, how do we still find you a uniform potentially? Because I know there's there's some people who love the idea of a uniform. You know, yeah, other people who absolutely hate the idea of a uniform. Yes, Um, some people who love laying their clothes out the night before. Other people who hate it because when they wake up the next morning, they're like, "Hmm, I don't feel like that outfit." I laid out the night before. They then put that outfit on because they're like, no, I laid that outfit out last <laughs> night. And then they go out feeling a bit in eh, and they're like, I don't know why I feel off. And it literally is because you're forcing yourself into something that you're not feeling. Ah, so there interesting. There is so isn't it? much to it, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So can we talk a little bit about um, as women, and I guess um, people like myself are your ideal customer, like us middle-aged women who uh, maybe haven't worked out our style and feel quite embarrassed about that. And then we go out into the world and we would like to just be wallflowers. We'd like to just blend into the background and nobody look at us and nobody see us because we don't feel good in what we wear. And so with that in mind, um, that's not that's a really bad thing as a business owner because the last thing we want to be is we just don't want to disappear. We want to put our best foot forward and feel really confident mm. because we love our business and we're out there doing our networking. So that's the whole point of being out there is to put our best foot forward. So what's your advice when we feel like that? I like to, I like to remind everyone that... Yes. We're the harshest judge of self. So there are some actual figures that have been done that when a woman looks in the mirror, she goes 30%, 31% to the negative. <laughs> but when she looks in an image of herself in the mirror, she goes 31% to the negative. So she always thinks she looks worse than she does. Men go 28% to the positive, but that's um, <laughs> unsurprising. Because, well, they they judge themselves on different things, not on how they look. Uh-huh. Um, but what I would say to that is, and it's like a little, I like it's, I've got it actually on a brooch that says, look up. So often when we're feeling like we want to hide, we want to be a wallflower, we want to be hidden away. I do two things. Number one, I say look up and look at yourself as a whole and all of the things that you have done in this life, all of the people that you support or look after, all the amazingness that you've achieved to this point, especially if you're a small business owner, 
Um, the fact that you've managed, if you've got kids, that you've managed to feed them, clothe them, get them out the door that morning, potentially to school, on time <laughs> even. Um, and just remember all those amazing things about yourself and exude, how does that feel? Oh, I love that. And then let's walk down the street with that feeling. Because the other thing is you would never say what you're saying to yourself to your best friend. Absolutely not. So if your best friend said to you, oh, my God, I look terrible today. I just want to be a wolfer. I should be invisible. Um, God, I don't want to be seen. I'm too old. I've got 35,000 wrinkles. You would never agree with your best friend if they said that to you. No. But we happily say it to ourselves. And I realise that it's not always that easy. No. But it takes think, constant work, though, doesn't it? It takes constant work. And I think if we look up and and... And I like to say zoom out a bit because sometimes what happens is because we're so harsh on ourselves, especially like you just said, am I too old to wear this? Do I have wrinkles? I need to be invisible. Oh, I look terrible. I don't know what to wear. We're so harsh on ourselves. So we sometimes it becomes like we're focus, focus, mm. focus on all the things that we don't like. Mm. If we can pull back, look up and look around us at all of the things that we achieve in this world, which are bring joy to the world, help our clients if we're a small business owner, if we're a mum, look after our kids, bring fun and happiness to our friends and partners. Um, I always like to say our legs have carried us, if we're 30, they've carried us for 30 years. If we're 50, they've carried us around for 50 years. And think of all the adventures they've taken us on. And so (laughs) try and feel that feeling when we go out into the world and we're maybe not wanting to be seen ah it's so interesting isn't it because we do focus on all those negative attributes and actually if if we focus on our positive whole self it's such a different feeling isn't it yeah yeah and if rather than looking at ourselves as bits and pieces so on my elbow or my hip or my (laughs) left knee or I've heard all of it When I meet you, I don't suddenly look at your left finger or that lump that's on your shoulder that I actually can't even see, but you seem to think it's a big deal. You know, this is what I hear from my clients. And I'm like, when you meet someone, you look at them at a whole and what you're actually experiencing is who they are as a person, not necessarily how they look. Now, don't get me wrong. If we're looking at Christy Turlington or (laughs) some gorgeous supermodel out there, we don't know much about who they are. But on the whole, day to day, we are being very harsh in judging ourselves that no one else that we come across in our day is judging us back the same way. Yeah, it's it's fascinating, isn't it, how we do that to ourselves. And I think the other thing people, people don't realise is when you bring that kind of negative self-talk and that negative self-image, it goes with you and you carry into the events that you attend and when you meet people. And it comes across and that's really disappointing because then they don't get to see our best selves, do they? Yeah, absolutely. And networking, when you touched on networking, networking is scary, full stop, (laughs) for the majority of humans. Um, And so if we're then walking into a networking event, whether we're a small business owner, whether we're in a corporate environment, you know, we're working corporate, let's say, and we're a senior manager who has to go into networking events with other senior managers. I think for most people that's a scary or an uncomfortable environment to begin with. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. Yeah. So if we're not feeling 
fantastic when we walked out the door. Yeah. How can we then present our best selves to the world in these networking events? And I always feel that if you feel fantastic in your clothes and you feel like you're an absolute rock star when you walk out the door, it is going to make, whether it's that networking event with a small business owner or a corporate event or you're going to present to someone, it boosts your confidence. And at the end of the day, our confidence is a thing that helps us really shine and be our most amazing selves. Oh, I love that, Sarah. Oh, my gosh, that's such a beautiful thing to say because it's it's we can so let ourselves down, can't we, and lose all that confidence. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then you walk into a room and you feel... Um, if you've done presented your best self then that's all you can do you can't change Ooh. who you are and I can't make myself tall and beautiful like you I am just a little pint-sized thing and nothing that I do always oh, if I wear massive heels which I can't um, nothing can change certain elements of ourselves so at some point we do have to learn to start liking ourselves don't we yeah and also remember you know you just said that word beautiful you are just as beautiful as I am <laughs> I'm just in a smaller package smaller <laughs> package straighter hair but also beautiful (laughs) what I think is beautiful and what you think are beautiful are often two different things yeah I see I I think I'm a lot like you Sarah I see when I meet women I see their beauty like I'm so attracted to you because you're this gregarious exciting lovely person who has amazing energy to be around um who doesn't want to be around more of that whereas if I if if you were lacking that confidence because that's what underpins it you could actually look like anything because your your confidence is what's giving you all those things isn't it yeah, and I, I think also um, one of my superpowers probably is that I love humans and um, I want I want everyone to have an amazing life. And that's just been me. However I came out of my mum's womb, I've always been that human where I want everybody and to have a fabulous time and I want every minute of every day to be fabulous. Now, don't get me wrong, not every minute of every day in my life has always been <laughs> fabulous, but that's been an underpinning. And so I call that a superpower because I also feel very, very, very blessed that I naturally have that inside me, that yes, I meet people and I think you've probably said, I meet people and I am fascinated. I want to know all about them and I really am, I believe that there's awesomeness in everyone. Yes. and. Yeah. And you're right, though, Sarah, there is because everyone we meet has a beautiful story to tell and has something to share. And if we can see that in them and get through to that, and if we all started to approach everyone with that curiosity, it would all make it all a whole lot easier than worrying about she looks better than me. Yep. That's a better place. Comparison. Um, Yeah, she looks better than me in your eyes. Not oh yeah, advice, you absolutely. Know, like, yeah. yeah, and it. Do you know how you said my ideal client is you in that middle age? It's funny. I work with quite a few, probably, also as many women that are in their early thirties. Wow. Okay. Who um, are mums and yes. who have maybe come out of the corporate world, or had a corporate job, and then have had a couple of children quite close together. Yeah, and suddenly find themselves totally at a loss of who they are because when they're in the corporate world, they were the corporate, you know, they had their persona. Uniform, yeah, their yeah, absolutely. Persona. Then they've become quite involved with the children, and and 
they've suddenly gone, I used to love getting dressed up. I don't know what happened. I don't know how to do it now. And in my wardrobe, I've only got corporate outfits to dress up and I can't go to the park. But at the end of the day, the core issues are exactly the same of what you've just said to me. Whether you're middle-aged with teenage kids or you're in your early 30s with young kids, it's the same things. I don't want to be seen like this because this isn't who I am. But I don't have the confidence to know what I should be wearing anymore. Yeah. So it's helping. And again, women, I love them, but they do constantly say, I don't know. But they do. They just are so harsh on themselves that they think that we're all born with a styling skill. We're not. (laughs) (laughs) Something that we're all born with. And our body is is our body is stopping us from having that because of what you said earlier with the protection of well no that's really different so it mustn't be right. So we're actually stopping ourselves from uncovering our own style on our own, aren't we? Exactly. Because we train our brain, we train our brain to see ourselves in this outfit all the time Mm. or a version of this outfit all the time. Jeans and a nice top. Every woman says it. Jeans and a nice top. So the minute, and then we want to wear dresses because I work with lots of ladies who want to get into dresses. So they put themselves in a dress that they've bought and, of course, their brain goes, oh, that's different. That's like nothing we've seen before. So the brain's going different, different, scary, different. We interpret that as, oh, my gosh, it looks terrible. I'm putting back on my (laughs) jeans and my top. And our brain goes, ah, this is normal. So when I do work with clients, whether it's in their wardrobe or out shopping, I talk about like going to the gym. You can't expect to instantly change how your brain works and how you see yourself in one day. And if you try and do it like black and white, then Mm -hmm. you'll just overwhelm yourself yeah well I like to say if you're trying to make a change so use my example jeans and a nice top and now you want to go to a a dress put that dress on don't look in the mirror go back into the kitchen make a cup of coffee whatever you're doing in the morning go and do something think about your most favorite experience of your life that you've ever had then go and look in the mirror Oh my goodness. I love that, Sarah. That's so good. Because we're setting ourselves up for success, yeah. aren't we? I thought yeah. you were going to say leave without looking in the mirror. I was like, oh my God, that sounds terrifying. But I love that. <laughs> no. And I also say to my clients, I give them 100% permission that if they still don't feel comfortable enough walking out the door in it, then change mm. back. It's not like they've failed at anything. They've had an amazing They've taken step one. It's like saying, oh, but when I first started my gym program, I arrived at the gym and on my first day uh, I was lifting the heaviest weight known to man. <laughs> you go to the gym for the first time, you start on little wee baby weights and then you move your way up. up. Yeah. So it's kind of that same thing. Um, and some of my clients, the other thing I said to my clients is, if you're trying to make that change, so say the, the dress, Wear it to do the supermarket shopping. Wear it to do something that's not confrontational. So if it's a really big change for you and you're really finding it difficult, wear it to do something mundane. Don't wear it to present to the other senior managers in your business because that might be a good, unless, of course, which 
this is often what happens is they do my little trick. They go to the kitchen. They think about their most amazing adventure they've ever had in their life. They come back to the mirror and they're like, I feel awesome. I love it. Walk out the door. So there's lots of little techniques, but I think the number one thing to, to address where you were talking about just there is taking that deep breath, looking up, and looking at self as a whole human. Yeah. And realising that we are all whole humans. And the fact that we're all different makes it awesome. Oh, look, on those beautiful words of wisdom, I'm mindful that we're going to go on for too long, Sarah. And yep. I know you and I can talk. I know we can talk all day. <laughs> so I want to just say I, I know that everyone listening will have loved your absolute pearls of wisdom and I'm so grateful that you've come onto my podcast to share them. Um, for all of my listeners, please go and check out the show notes so you can connect with Sarah, uh, follow her on socials, hook up with her and have a chat about working with her, even if you're not mega rich, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and Sarah, thank you so much for coming on today, oh. for generously sharing your wisdom. I've loved chatting with you. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you for having me. It is always a delight being in your space. <laughs> thank you. And fun. thank you for helping me spread the word to bringing sparkle, joy and magic to the oh, world. Oh, my pleasure. Oh, I love that. I want to, I want to change my tagline to sparkle, joy and magic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my lovely listeners. Bye, thank, thank, you for you. <laughs> thank you for tuning into the Social Circus. I will catch you the same time next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.